being able to still be teachable, anything that we do is to direct people to God. I am a pastor. It's your heart to serve. It's understanding who Jesus is. The smile is really good at hiding. Firing away here with you guys. Whatever your weakest piece, be something brought to sin about it. What is going on, Genesis Church? I'm excited to have you guys here joining us. Um, this is this is awesome. I'm pretty nervous, um, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to what we got going on here today. Um, yes, I just want to invite you guys uh, to Thursday Talk. We've uh, been having this for quite some time now, and uh, Pastor came over and, and told me he said, "Hey, man." We need to scale this a bit more. You know, we're getting to a, to a, to a really nice level, you know, and I've always, for myself, I've wanted to bring um, just excellence and professionalism in what I do, and so um, I'm really looking forward to that. So anyways, welcome to Thursday Talk. We're excited to have you guys with us. Um, we go live every Thursday at noon, uh, just kind of something that came. Um, there is really no... Uh, significance to it uh just thursday kind of ended up uh, as pastors it's kind of our friday and so uh we just had that availability uh we've been doing this like i said over a year now year and a half and it's been uh quite a blessing for us so if you guys don't know who i am uh, you're tuning in for the first time i'm pastor johnny and i'm creative arts pastor and uh i guess you can say officially host of thursday talk and so uh Really looking forward to this. Uh, there's a lot to cover today, guys, but I do want to just remind you guys that uh, today we do want to spend some time in prayer. Uh, we'd love to hear feedback, so leave a comment or prayer request below, uh, and we're going to get to that as we uh, at the end wrap up the segment here. But uh, I was thinking last night, and I said, man, we are launching this uh, for the first time here at Genesis Platform. Um, and so why not kind of make this uh, a segment in our or a series in Thursday Talk? And I went ahead and uh, just came up with Meet Your Pastors. Uh, and, and I thought about how I brought my children to school to meet their teachers. And so uh, <laughs> that kind of came to mind uh, when I was coming up with all that. So uh, Meet Your Pastors. And um, how great would it be to have our lead pastor joining us today, uh, Pastor Tim Grandstaff. I'm really excited to, to have him joining us on the air today. And uh, yeah, I want to pick his brain and just kind of kind of go from there. So uh, without further ado, guys, this is our pastor, Pastor Tim Grandstaff. How you doing? I know that was long. <laughs> no, dude. What, what I think people need to have the context of is you keep saying first time to this platform, but this is something you've been doing since since COVID, since you came on. Yeah. You've been going live every Thursday to just the creative arts department yeah. of Genesis yeah. to, you know, the worship team and the production team and, and all of that. And then I've been hounding you <laughs> like, dude, this stuff is good. The people you've been interviewing, the way that it's coming across. And so we need everyone to have an opportunity to see what's been taking place just on one ministry team yeah. for the whole church. Yeah. And also we never had this before. So yeah. like the whole ministry center thing that's new and, and, and the stuff that we've been able to kind of put into play, 
it is all showing up now. And so here is the launch of all of that's, that, that's which amazing. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really cool, man. I'm looking forward to um, just getting this, continuing it. Um, you told me, man, you're coming up with some good stuff. And, <laughs> and you know, and I think my team is watching it on, you know, on demand. Uh, but he's like, he's like, man, we, we need to get this where, you know, people can just view it and, 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 and really. And, and for us, you know, uh, we, we came up with the idea of you told me be uh, in the faces of your people all the time because I was brand new. And so I was like, all right, let's just do this Thursday weekly thing. We'll, we'll, we'll talk worship will talk creative stuff but i kind of veer i kind of found myself talking a lot of different stuff yeah. and 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 you and and kobe mentioned it a couple of the pastors were like man why don't you bring that stuff to the table and we'll we were having success yeah. so yeah. like during covid we had uh you know map it out monday and walk it out wednesday and then we had the 10 at 10 prayer and, and so people just inevitably wherever they are joining us online live tons of people yeah. and and we had more and more just kept growing um, but as we have had those in seasons, you kept doing it and the content and the way it's coming across. I was like, dude, it's time. Let's yeah. open this up and let's just make this church wide. Cause I think everybody in our church can benefit from what's happening here. So I'm excited that this is the launching point and to see what happens from it. Is really yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm super excited too. And I mean, who, who, uh, who better to have, right? Then our lead pastor, Pastor Tim, I'm, I'm really excited to, it's, 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 it's just weird there. I mean, it's, it's, it's God's timing, but how this came, cause I haven't had you on alone. We did our retreat, uh, last year and we had all the pastors there and we were sort of clowns and having fun. Uh, but we also, I haven't had you alone to talk and just to get to know you more and all of this stuff. So I'm really excited. The timing is just perfect, perfect. So nice. I broke things down into segments. Uh, that way we can just kind of, uh, we know what we're talking about. People can kind of know where we're flowing with. And the first segment I wanted to roll with was uh, just introductions. Uh, I want to get to know you um, just as our church wants to, which many do. Uh, but again, just kind of know your heart behind everything. And so my first question to you, pastor is, uh, simple. Who is Tim Grandstaff? <laughs> well, for everyone that is listening or watching, um, that's a, that's a, I don't know all these questions you're about to ask me. So that's even better right now. I than emailed like, him last we night. Are, we are on the fly. He told me to go this. to bed. So <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you did text me. I was like, go I to bed, it. dude. Stop working so late. <laughs> Um, so here's what I would say. Um, I am a passionate person. Now, when I say that, that, that doesn't mean always that's a good thing. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm a passionate person. So when we're like, my wife and I are, are in our marriage counseling and, and all that stuff, like even the counselors, like you are two highly passionate people about everything that you do. That is great. And then that's always not so great because when you think you're right or you think this like you're so passionate about it like it's it's not always a good thing so you know like they say your your greatest strength is your greatest weakness but um i'm passionate i'm so passionate about the church mm. i'm so passionate about my family uh, about my wife um really those three things i mean I, I i i love other stuff but that is my passion um 
And it's why we've gave our life to this. Like, this is not just going through the motions for us. This is not, oh, this is what you're supposed to do because your dad was a pastor. Like, mm-hmm. this, this, is, this is something so in me that uh, the flip side is I can't cut the switch off sometimes <laughs> when I need to. And that's, that's the dilemma. That's what we're the, we're really the same. Uh, it's, it's, you're either zero or 100, man. And I mean, yeah. that's, it's the intensity we carry. I, I totally understand that. Um, I, I, I'm blessed to have you as a pastor and it's been amazing to see you and the journey you guys had coming into past pastoral ministries. Incredible. I admire that um, because it's it's not just saying it, it's doing it, living it. Like you literally took that step into the unknown uh, and really lived out that faith. And and you're reaping everything that uh, just, I mean, just a side question here, but like where we're going. Did you dream this? Did you, was yeah. it something that, you know, it's like, wow, like this is exactly what I was no. thinking when I <laughs> I, no, like I, I, I often like I think about like I grew up under a, a great godly man and godly mm-hmm. leader who, um, you know, probably had a vision for something. And I do. And, and, and there's certain things that I know God is putting into place that one day we'll see. Um, but when I look around me like. God, I just wanted to be obedient. I didn't know what that looked like. I really didn't know. I didn't have this preconceived notion. I I had my own thoughts of how it should be done, and God just blew those all up. But where we've come to from where we were when we started this whole journey, um, it's all on God because God put it all together, and God has placed us where he's placed us, and God has given us the people and the outreach and the opportunities, local and global and they've all been of God. They've not been things that like, oh, I brought them with me. And so the beauty of it is that I can't take any credit for it because I'm still waking up every day going, oh, God, that's what you have in store for me. That's powerful, man. That is powerful. It, with, with that being said, I uh, there was a question that I thought about when we were uh, was kind of putting all this together. And when did you kind of uh, get the sense of ministry, the call in your life. Um, um, obviously, you've talked about the steps you've taken to be here in Orlando, but like even before, uh, at a, how old were you? Like, when did you just say, I, I, I think I'm, I'm going to be a, a pastor yeah. of some sort? Um, I always knew that whatever I did in life would be, uh, be attached to ministry in the way that it was done. Like that was just birthed in me. I, my dad, my dad's a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. Um, so I grew up and I didn't dislike the church and I didn't dislike doing things for God, but I didn't know I was going to be a pastor. And so the thought was always there, even in high school, like whatever I do, I'm doing it for God. You know, it's always going to have a ministry aspect to it. Um, but it wasn't until my freshman year of college, I went to college for graphic design. And I did a summer internship in Orlando. We weren't working with students. And God got a hold of my heart that summer. I was like, I brought you here. Open your eyes. See what I'm doing. Went back, changed my major, went forward in church, surrendered to full-time ministry. Wow. And that really began that journey. So for me, it, it started with the idea of I wanted to invest in students the way my leaders had invested in me as a student because that's where I was molded and shaped. And I wanted to be a part of that. So really my, my call to ministry was I want to go work with students forever, forever. Wow. Like doing the church thing, the hardest wrestling 
match that I have with God was I don't want to give up working with students. So like right now we're trying to hire a student pastor and it's the hardest thing we've done <laughs> maybe since this church began when it comes to adding to our team um, because I believe it's the most vital. So we want to get this right. Yeah, um, it's your baby. It's I'm passionate about yeah. it because yeah. of that because it's in it's in me. I'm just glad I um, I'm not a youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went through my fair share of, uh, you know, levels of, of uh, interviews and stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I just, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, the timing is just phenomenal. You know, there's just such a big story. We've shared it with the church on uh, just this entire process uh, and, and what it's been for me and, and for you guys. And the timing has just been incredible and so um uh before we continue just again guys if you have any prayer requests any comments share those um and we'll uh touch on those here later um in the segment of our of our time together uh but uh rolling right along pastor i i want to go into some leadership um leadership talk with you um we're big leadership guys um and i just want to pick your brain on that and so uh real quick what is your top leadership values like what are doesn't have to be three but you know what do you really like that is that is the standard of what i'm always yeah. my foundation uh where where i how i live my life yeah i would say um my my top leadership values are um priority people and pace so you know first and foremost it, it has to be god my wife then my children then ministry in this church. And if I get that, if I get that out of place and, and if I mess that up, then, then nothing else works right for me. You know, we were talking just the other day about like, I don't wake up and spend time with God. My whole day's off. I don't say that as a pastor. I say it as a follower of Jesus. Like, like my whole day doesn't seem right. And now like school just started and we're trying to readjust it, like getting up differently. And, and, and I've got two kids going off to college. So now I've got to, drive my third one to school now, which I didn't have to do for the last two, three years. And so now when I wake up, I have to wake up different and I have to manage that time differently. But if I don't spend time with God, nothing else matters. If I don't make my marriage important, then my family doesn't matter. If I don't make my family important, then ministry doesn't matter because my first ministry is my family. So priorities are huge in leadership for me. Um, it's, it's why I joked with you last night when you sent a text at like 11, 15 about this. And I was like, <laughs> dude, go to bed. Uh, we'll figure that out in the morning. Um, and then on, on top of that is, uh, the, the pace that you do it at. And that is something I've been learning, um, because, uh, you can get caught up in the competition of ministry. And competition will ruin you and it will crumble everything about you as a leader because all you do is sit around and compare when you compete. And so mm. for me, you know, it's it's the pace and it's not going too slow, but it's not going full head of steam that, you know, you, you don't use discernment and wisdom and you don't surround yourself with the right counsel and you don't take time and space to not only be wiser in how you navigate as a leader, but to also just enjoy a little bit of life and because of the ups and downs of ministry. And, and then most, you know, most of the time, what I say when I say about people, like that's like, oh yeah, love God, love people, but it really encompasses what we've talked about and the togetherness. Like 
we do this as people, right? Bringing people around you, our pastoral team, telling our church, like we, I might be the lead pastor of this church and that's what God asked me to do, but we're a church of pastors, not a church with just a pastor because this doesn't all rise and fall on me. You know, this is, this is God's church, but collectively we do more together. And so it's, it's the priorities, it's the pace we do it at, but it's also, you know, the people we, we include and on our team and in our filling leadership roles in the church that make this everything that it is right now. Yeah. It's, it's incredible because I, you know, I grew up and again, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they, it's just kind of a natural thing, but you know, the head pastor just kind of just does it all. And, um, I just find it fascinating that you're willing to, um, surrender, you know, portions of that in order to make, have the, the bigger voice heard. We've been watching over the last year, even during COVID of how many leaders in ministry have fallen or disqualified themselves. And, and, and it's not just, you know, what they've done. It's the ripple effect of when they are gone the, 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 the pickup of all the people around, like, what do we do next? Mm. And like, I'm not promised tomorrow. Like I, I'm not promised to be here. Yeah. So if God was to take me home, Genesis continues cause it's his church, yeah. but I wanted to continue because the people of Genesis know that the pastors are shepherding together and it's not just rising and falling on one person. And, and like you said, it's not easy because your ego and if you're competitive and passionate like I am, you have to die to that. But um, I, I'm more concerned that uh, I don't mess up the church. Too many people have. Too many people distrust it. Too many people have given up on it. And that is something that I, I am fearful of and, 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 and cautious, cautious of and want to be obedient towards that God I hear well done at the end of this, even though I'm human, even though I make mistakes, like I don't want to give another black eye an excuse for someone not to want to be a part of what you're doing. Wow. That's powerful. Um, and, and kind of segueing into this next, um, uh, question here. Um, we have been in a series now called stand strong, but there has been some really, really like, um, just, series that we've had um, that I think we'll remember for a lifetime. Uh, but talk to us about this new Stand Strong series and how it's all been leading up with our Get Yoked theme and, yeah. and all of that. So that's that's been the, the key, what you just said, is how do we how do we teach this year, but it stay within the focal point? Obviously, everything focuses on Jesus, but for us this year, that focal point has been, you know, um, the yoke of Jesus, really bringing ourselves into that when we claim to follow him and then asking, what does that look like in our lives? So we just came out of nine weeks of fruits of the spirit, you know, taking time to talk about when I yoke myself to Jesus, what does that look like in all areas of my life? But now um, it's allowed us to kind of ramp into this idea of standing strong because I think that's the, that's the, the struggle for many followers of Jesus. And I'm thinking with school and I'm thinking with college students and, and I'm thinking of people that, you know, they just get hit with everything. And, and it doesn't matter, you know, how much we, we, we spend together, you know, one hour a week doesn't change a lot for a lot of people. You know, that's, that's the downside to, you know, even, even church in the sense of, 
it's one hour a week out of your whole week. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe someone gives some 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 time to it, or they're committed, or they're faithful. But the rest of the week, like like what's happening? So you think of like James chapter one, and he talks about not doubting when you come to God and you ask for things. If not, you're being tossed around with the waves. And there's a lot of believers that that's what happens. Heartache comes, tragedy comes, conflict comes, you know, uh, financial distress comes. They're dealing with anxiety and emotions and all these things mentally and physically, sickness. And we've got to figure out right now how to stand strong as believers in Jesus. And so we've got to really root ourselves and ground ourselves. And it sounds good, but it's not easy for many people to do. And so like Sunday, you know, what we've been trying to do is get people to realize like nothing you do for God is wasted. God doesn't waste anything done for him, but the enemy will tell you half of what you're doing is pointless and it's, you know, it's ineffective and it doesn't work. And so we want to help people understand why they need to stand strong, but then what God can do with that when they do. That's powerful. Wow. And has, it has that kind of, uh, has that kind of been what God has? Because this is my next question: is, is what has God been speaking to you in this season? Is that is that what He has really been putting in your heart in this season of your life? Yeah, it's 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 you know it's great to have children, like and and, and obviously when you say that, immediately my mind thinks about those that are struggling or, or you know and and those scenarios. But when I say that in this context, my kids you know, bring so many different questions to me and so do their friends. And so I get a real snapshot of the next generation and what they're thinking and what they're going through, what they're struggling with. We sit around and I, I'm still amazed at how many people don't know God's word. They don't know the truth of it. They, they, they let the culture and they let society and they let entertainment and they let, um, uh, politicians and they let other other people dictate their truth instead of going to God's word. And so when it comes to standing strong in your faith, there are a lot of people that I've had them quote things that they think are in the Bible aren't in the Bible. They're great ideas and they're great sayings. They're great philosophy, but they're not biblical truth. And so I just see the world tossing a whole lot more at, at followers of Jesus than it has in quite some time. And I want to make sure that we're doing our part to teach people to stand strong in that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. What is, um, continuing that, uh, what has kind of been the most, what brings you the most fulfillment um, as a pastor in your ministry? Like what is like top notch for you? Like this, this is it. This is what I live for. Like what, it, what is it for you? As a, as a pastor, um, when you see someone start the journey and then you see them, you know, at a, at a, at a healthy pace moving in that journey towards spiritual maturity, you know, when you see the signs, you're like, man, if you knew where they came from and if you saw them now and you see what they're doing, like that, that brings fulfillment. Cause there's so many times that someone comes and they're, they're, you know, they're ready to start that journey and then it just all fades and disappears. And so you're investing and you're helping and you're walking alongside and then they reject or they just give up and toss in the towel. And, it, and it's 
fulfilling to watch the journey of some of that. And it's fulfilling to watch the hand of God and a lot of that to look back and go, God, I didn't know that then that's what you were doing, but I see that now. Yeah. You know, it's like we talk about like with our team, like I've said from day one, this church will be multiracial, multi-ethical, you know, we, we want to be a very diverse church because that's the city we live in. And then I showed up with four white boys from Georgia <laughs> and within five years, I was standing alone by myself and then God brought us PJ and Will and Chad and you. And so when I've had people call me and be like, Hey, can you tell me like leadership lessons to make your staff diverse? And I'm like, I don't have one because I didn't specifically say, Hey, let me find a Puerto Rican from Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) And that I have to hire that. So that my team and my staff looks, you know, diverse. Yeah. I just, that's was in my heart and God brought all of you. God put it together. And so at the end of the day, like I just sought God and I prayed and I asked and God fulfilled those prayers. It wasn't like, well, we don't look good if we don't have this ethnicity on our team. So let's hire that. That, That's not the way to do it. No, that's, that's, that's true, man. That is true. Um, I, I love that. I love that. Uh, seeing people walk through it the full way, you know, from start to beginning. I mean, that, that for me as well brings one of the most satisfactions. What has been uh, your greatest moment as a pastor? Uh, I, know, I know many will say like the GOAT, greatest of all time. What's the greatest moment of all time for you? Is there anyone that stands out as a pastor? It, it, to me, it just, it goes back to, back to my passion. Like the greatest for me is the reason I wrestled with God for two years. And that was, God, I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're doing in my heart and in my life, even though I want to be stubborn and, and, and try to avoid it at all costs. And that was to start this church. But the prayer was until you confirm it in my wife's heart and God, I do not want to lose my children to a church. And so that was a two year, just really, really rough wrestling match with God. So with a counselor and everything of, I'm not going to sacrifice my family on the altar of church. And so to have two kids who are not perfect as a parent this past week, (laughs) I, I wasn't perfect because they drove me up a wall, Um, but they love God. They have traveled the world with me in missions, my whole family, all the way down to my youngest. We've gone on the streets of the city to feed, you know, uh, homeless. Uh, They, they love the church. They love everything about it. Um, That's, that's the greatest fulfillment is that uh, I don't do everything right. And as I said, we don't have the perfect home. But I have kids who have grown up and not rejected the church or God because of this process. And that comes from what I learned growing up. My, my dad and my mom were really good at it. They, they had this kind of just, they always said, ministry is caught, not taught. And so I learned ministry by doing it with them, life on life. It was Jesus, come with, follow me, 
come see what I do, go do what I do. And so we took that into our own home. Like you are just as much a part of this church and what God does in it as I am. It's not dad goes and does his pastor thing. You go do yours. And so the greatest fulfillment is having kids that have interned for us and want to be a part of this and are helping, you know, one of them was in here earlier, helping you set this up just so this can happen. And they find joy in that. And that's, that's the greatest moment. I love that you said that. Um, I think that's my greatest thing. Uh, I remember dedicating my twins and I said, I, 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 one of the things that I said, I was, I said, I may not be able to offer you all the money. I may not be able to offer you all the riches in life, but if, 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 if I can give you Jesus, that's the biggest thing that I can do for you. Uh, that's the most fulfilling that I can, I can give the best gift. And so seeing you walk that is huge. Um, and then the light, the, the, the seasons that your children are in, you know, um, I, I think it, it's, it just speaks a lot for me because um, a lot of pastors that I've known, you know, their children are kind of, they've, they've had their time or whatnot. And but to see you kind of in that season too, where you have college, you have a third grader, uh, just a diverse, you know, uh, age group. And you, and the way that you manage that and the way that you are able to follow God's leading through that speaks a ton on where I want to go. And it's a great picture and outline for me and what I want to do. And I love that you involve your kids in everything that you do in ministry. Um, You know, my daughter's here today, you know, and she's coloring and she's watching videos and she's, you know, probably going to walk in here and (laughs) ask ask a question. But it's, it's, you know, for me, I've always told my wife, I said, listen, like I, I know, ministry can get, can get, you know, it can be demanding. And, uh, but I grew up that kid that was sleeping under the benches. And so if, if for me, it's like, if my kids are serving with me or at church with me, I, I find that to be a victory, you know? Yeah, of course I'm not abusing that, but, but where else do I want them? Like, you know, where else do I desire them to be? You know, like people think because I'm a pastor and I like, Hey, commit yourself to the church. Like, yeah. oh, that's just what you're supposed to say because you're about numbers and you just want to fill seats. But I'm amazed at how how small the commitment to church has become for families, has become for parents with their kids. Like when I was a student pastor, the amount of parents that would just say, well, I've left it up to my kid if they want to come or not. And and I think that is that's a reaction out of your own circumstance because Maybe you didn't like your parents drug you to church, but like my parents would come in and grab me by the ear and be like, get out of bed. You're going to church on those mornings that I didn't want to, but I'm so thankful they did because being in that space, even when maybe I didn't want to put me in a space where God was being taught, the word of God was being opened. God was using that to shape and mold me. I was being surrounded by influences that were better than anywhere else I could go by myself on a, on, on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night. And so from, from my, my own children, you know, that's been the thing of getting them to, to see you're not part of the church one day when you get married and you have kids and you want to come back, you're part of it now. And that's that youth pastor in me too, of like at heart that I was passionate about that. I can't tell other people how to raise your kids if I'm not focusing on how to raise my own. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I can give you all the tools in my head, but if I'm not living them out with my own heart and hands in my house, then a, I'm a hypocrite and, and B 
I'm not living what I'm preaching. And so that was important to me. You know, we, we, we were talking to some friends the other night that, that uh, FaceTimed us and called us great pastor friends of ours. And we were just telling them, you know, how our journey started here in Orlando. And for the first three months, we didn't do anything to start Genesis church. So people are like, well, they're down in Florida. Why are they not like, what, what are they doing? Get going. I had just uprooted my whole family from everything they knew and taken my wife for the second time from everything that she knew. Wow. And we needed a few months just to get grounded and settled before I just start rolling and being gone. And I'm out here trying to get this church started, but I'm leaving you in a city where you know no one. I just had to focus on my family first before. And, and what I realized is nothing I did in that moment was going to change what God was going to do seven months later when we launched the church. God already knew, God already had in store. My job was to be faithful and obedient the moment I arrived the best that I could. Leave the rest to God. Yeah, yeah. Who has been, which by the way, your mom commented here. uh, Oh, she's 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 always watching. Queen emoji. She's the queen of emojis. Heart and prayer. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Mrs. Grandstaff for that. Um. Um, who is the greatest influence outside of your, your mother and your father? Uh, who would you say is uh, the greatest influence for you in your ministry? Oh, gosh. Um, greatest influence outside of my parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would have to say, you know, Brian, my, my youth pastor growing up, who went to start a church in Atlanta, who hired me when I graduated college to wow. come be under him. Um, the, the things that I've learned about family, I learned from, from him in the sense of the importance, the priority. There are so many times I could get in a truck with him and, you know, let's not talk about ministry. Let's talk about how you raised your boys, Brian. And he would just share that, that life, you know, that, that parental godly perspective. Um, a guy named Matt Wilmington's lifelong mentor of mine. I'm a, I'm a nerd when it comes to the things of Jesus promise you like grew up in sports barely read any books growing up but like when it comes to jesus like and and matt wilmington just is a great teacher and helps me understand god's word and then i just had other influence in my life small group leaders things like that that influenced me and so crazy part is that like i could literally name a village but that's because i was in a church where there were godly influences always around me and I invited them into my life. That's the importance of church. That's the importance of your family in church so that they have the, the godly influences because the rest of the week, most of the time you don't. Yeah. And that shaped me. Yeah. That's powerful, man. That is, that's amazing. We're going to a really uh, good amount of prayer requests here. So we'll, we'll be yeah. sharing those here shortly, but I want to get into a fun segment with you. Um, we call that obviously fun. And so, uh, first thing, what do you enjoy doing outside of ministry that you just find yourself time after time, always your hobby or just spending time yep. doing, um, anytime outside of ministry, um, I can be, uh, involved with sports yeah. like that's, that's my go-to. That's my relaxed time. That's, that's the time where I can get my mind in a different direction and just cheer and holler for a moment. And so obviously I'm a huge basketball fan. Football season is about to start yeah. fantasy football leagues, yeah. like just the whole nine yards. And so, you know, even here in the ministry center that, that we graciously now have, um, I had to buy NBA jam 
the arcade <laughs> game. Yes, I did. That's awesome. Uh, because That's I awesome. just need that space every once in a while to go play and laugh and, and just compete and have some fun um, with that. So, um, yeah, That's outside awesome. of ministry. Uh, that, that's a big, part. I love that about you too, man. I, I, I love the fact that you, um, yeah, I mean, you just, we relate in so many ways. Uh, I, 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 I can't count with my hands how many times pastor called me during the NBA playoffs at 11 at night on a Saturday night, you know, and then this is super past my bedtime because, you know, I'm getting to church early. But he is just like right there every play. Like, dude, why is he doing that? What is going on? Yeah, I remember you when you went to preach July 4th over in Georgia. And, uh, there was a Saturday night game that night. Uh, and, and you and your son were on a... We were in a hot the, tub the, at a friend's house. <laughs> and we had the game on our, our tablet and just kicked took, back watching took a it. picture. And we're like, yeah, we're watching with you. FaceTime and be like, it's just great. Like, these are these are the things that I just... Uh, yeah, but more better than what I could ever dream of when it's come to this walk in ministry. You know, yeah. it's not just, uh, just what you see on the, on, on the stage. It's, it's so much more in depth, uh, outside of that. So it's hard. So if you can't find a way to have some fun, yeah, it will bury you. It's true. It's true. Uh, I love to know, I love to find this out, but what was a, uh, job that you worked prior to, full-time ministry like what what like where was your first job like where did you find yourself working at so um i've been in ministry since i was in college so outside of that i had a few jobs one-offs here and there growing up my dad used to have a landscaping business but for about almost four years i worked at finish line as an assistant manager. So the sports shoe store. How could I? So therefore that's where like my, my shoe, like, like <laughs> of problem. You worked at finish line, like. <laughs> my shoe issue <laughs> that I have that everyone talks about, like, and the fact that they're always clean. And if they oh, are that, not clean, I'm jealous of you for that. I have to literally figure out how to get a new pair, which hasn't been easy when you have kids, but now they're gone. Hopefully I get a little pay raise by not having them under my house. Um, but you're working in a shoe brother, store, a Liberty, a Bob Jones, <laughs> you broke, bro. <laughs> I, I know they still call like, dad, can you cash app me for, for a Chick-fil-A biscuit? You're no. Bad, yeah. Can you give me reward points? Like, no, you're on your own. No, I'm just kidding. Limpton soup, bro. Yes. <laughs> ramen noodles. So yeah, shoe store. That's uh, why wow. shoes That's, are my thing. Um, I, I would have to say hands down, uh, we, we probably have. I mean, I'm not at that level of you and Chad, but you guys make up a good portion of our lack, uh, the three. <laughs> but I'm trying to get there. You yeah. know, you, like, you gifted like, me gift cards, kind of giving me hints like, like you, need to, you need to get this thing rolling. Like. <laughs> You're good. PJ's terrible. We got to work on PJ's shoe game. Uh, that's for sure. And you get him a straight yeah. street Air Force Ones. Yeah, oh, that would be great. Dude. And this isn't like a, like a new thing. Like I know there's like, preachers and sneakers and all this stuff. Yeah. Like this has been me since college. Like they have to yeah. be white and clean and I got to see your closet. Just man. my thing. You and you and Chad because I'd be your shoe closet. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I'm sure there's just tons of piles. Uh, and then lastly, man, uh, uh, just one random thing that many people don't know about you, pastor. What is just kind of that, that one thing you're kind of like, all right, maybe a few people know inner circle, but, um, what can we, what do we, what do we don't know about uh, Pastor Tim Grandstaff? I'm trying to think because like, 
I don't hold back on Sundays, so everybody knows that I'm a diehard Backstreet Boys fan. Um, so <laughs> that's why there's five pastors, because it's kind of like our own Backstreet Boy band. Um, and so adding a sixth one here when we finally hire a student pastor is going to throw that off a little bit. Um, someone might get kicked out of the band so that we keep, or it's like our starting five. Um, Who's getting benched? I'm trying to think of like something you don't know about me um, that I haven't already told to many people. Um, I don't know. I know this. So this will be my shameless plug. Okay. I've been working for a year and a half on this and it's, I'm going to launch it in the fall, so I'm almost ready. I'm starting a whole new podcast show. Let's go. Um, not not just for Genesis Church. Uh, it's called Testimony Over Talent, and wow. it's going to be specifically for parents of athletes and athletes themselves. I've got some uh, professional athletes that I'm going to be interviewing, and the, the concept and the purpose behind it is to help parents navigate through sports which is a crazy crazy adventure in their life i've walked it i've been there i specifically waited till this point in my life but being a pastor and watching families struggle with it being a youth pastor watching families struggle with the balance and the schedules and the time and the finances but yet at the same time making sure that your child's testimony far exceeds the talent they ever rise to um and so no one knows that yet. That's the first time I've talked about that. Dude, that, that's so a good, been, great promo. Yeah, um, I'm in. I'm that's in, coming. man. My son is uh, getting ready to start baseball here soon. You kept look. You keep looking at me like, all right, we're gonna get ready. <laughs> uh, the girls are in ballet, and so like it's just yeah, it's been. Yeah. I, I've been living in a van like this whole week with now yep. them starting it and everything. So like it's been just a lot of traveling, but um, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna tune in because I want to hear. Yeah, I'm uh, just how you manage that, you know, that's, it's a huge piece. Yeah, I'll be giving like piece. just my own life journey, but at the same time, I've got some people that I've been reaching out to, to kind of get this thing set where you'll get to hear from other athletes, professional athletes, how they were raised, wow. their perspective, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so I'm very excited about that. That's awesome, that. man. That's awesome. So anyways, guys, again, leave your prayers and comments. We're going to get started in some, uh, prayer time, pastor. Yeah, that'd be With great. that, we have, uh, David, uh, Gabbard, he's aloha. He says aloha Gabbard. from Gabbard. Sorry, he is uh, from Hawaii. That's yeah. awesome. So he's he no, he's from Genesis. From, okay, he's in Hawaii. Okay, and then I see uh, That's awesome Talman Price. That's awesome. Uh, we've got a few people on here that have been honest that they are they're sick. Yes, virus. Yes, um, the Clancy's Michael is recovering. Um, he had a stroke a few weeks ago. Um, you've got, uh, I got a friend down in South Florida that's commented on here about her daughter, uh, that is sick right now. Um, and then there's some other people that just have some needs and are struggling right now with work and all that stuff. So, yeah. uh, what a great way to end this. Yes, I agree. So let's do it. Lead us pastor. Yeah. Uh, Father, right now, uh, we, we had no idea when we went live today, uh, who you would bring across our path digitally on this platform. Yet, God, you are, you will use anything to make yourself known. And so today, God, in this space, we pray for those that are traveling, that you would keep them safe. God, we pray for those that are battling the sickness right now. Lord God, would you walk with them? Would you heal them? Would you allow there not to be any major complications or long-term complications in this? God, right now, I just think about our nurses 
and doctors, the people that have been on the front line for for far longer than they ever imagined. God, I know many of them are weary and they're worn out. Uh, some of them have just thought about tossing in the towel. God, I pray today you just give them strength and encouragement to keep going, that what they're doing, Lord God, especially for you, because you gave them that gift and that ability is not in vain today, Lord God. God, I pray for the people that are just struggling uh, to make ends meet right now. They're, they're trying to find work. They're, they're trying to, to pay the bills, God, that you would provide. God, I lift up to you, Michael, today as he is recovering. Lord God, continue to allow him to recover quickly. Lord God, give him strength back in the midst of all this. Lord, we place all these things at your feet today. Take what we talked about. Would you use it for your honor and glory? Would it be a time, Lord God, where you are made more known because of who you are? Lord God, through us and through the story you are you are playing out inside of us. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, awesome, guys. We I have had a pastor. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for for just being with us. I feel like this is a first. Obviously, it, it isn't. Yeah. We, we've done this for quite some time, but uh, what a way to kick it off with you um, and just making this uh, platform more, more bigger. You did this. Um, you put all the time into this. Our church and other people needed to find that out. For those of you that are part of Genesis, even what we're using right now in this space uh, is because of your generosity here at the Ministry Center. And so it's so amazing to see something that we looked at six months ago is already being played out and being used. So yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's phenomenal. And, and guys, we are here uh, every Thursday live at 12 o'clock. Uh, and so just be on the lookout for that. Set, set a reminder there. But uh, you can also follow us too. I uh, created a... Instagram page, uh, Thursday Talk Podcast. There's nothing on there right now, uh, but it is uh, in the works. And so uh, just kind of be on the lookout for that. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you were blessed. We'll continue to keep this these uh, interviews going with our pastors, uh, but we also will get into times of worship, times of prayer, uh, and just discuss a lot of different topics. And so you're more than welcome to shoot some of those topics down there that you would like to hear. We would love to uh, bring that to you. So uh, once again, guys, thank you so much. We will see you next time on Thursday Talk.